0: Welcome to the Southern Connection Podcast. My name is Adam Luke. I have my amazing co-host, Mr. Jeff Ortiz here. Perfect. Well, welcome to Southern Connection Podcast. What this is, is Jeff and I got together as two male therapists, and we said, you know what, there's not really a space out there to talk about masculinity, about uh, men's issues, how to navigate not just our professional lives, but our personal lives as men. And how do we also open up that conversation for the relational space? So that's why we're the relational experts, because Jeff and I have sat down and we've spent time trying to show and having people uh, build this identity and awareness that everything you do in life is relational. Mm -hmm. If you want to, if you want to kill it in sales, you better have the ability to empathize and relate with people. If you want to have a better uh, relationship in marriage, you better turn around and start paying attention to relationships and also with our kids, the closer we get with them is when we create a safer space for them to have a relationship with us. Mm-hmm. So this is not just a, a one uh, one category field. Every time I sit down with someone and they talk about, Adam, how do I make more money? Adam, how, how do I get the car? How do I get the girl? How do I get all that? We're always looking for binary uh, solutions. We're looking at, well, if I just work harder, I'm going to make more money and these things are going to come. The fact is, even re- your relationship with money will affect how you build and create wealth, how you keep wealth and where your future lies. So today we're actually opening it up. We're sort of going off of the last two that we've done in our podcast series. Uh, we started off with creating space for that emotional male, and then we moved towards the case for masculinity. Mm-hmm. I also want to call out the fact that maybe some of those podcasts made you feel a certain way. And I want to also let you know that again, anytime we want you to reach out, send us an email, send, leave us a comment. Let's continue to sort of work through how there may have been some resistance in these podcasts and what you heard and how we expressed it. Um, because if we're not, Working together, uh, we're not growing. It's iron, iron sharpens iron in this, and that's really where we're at in Southern Connection. Um, so we're gonna d- d- uh, dive into family dynamics. Um, mm-hmm. and it's such a like a cliche thing, right? When you just say, like, oh, family dynamics, blah blah blah. blah. But no, here's the other thing when you go out in the world and you're you're fighting your own battles with, again, whether it's work, whether it's paying bills, whatever it might be, family dynamic becomes a very important um, piece to keeping our sanity because it's our reprieve, it's our sanctuary. And if you're having conflict in your family, you're gonna be having conflict in your professional life. If you're failing to be able to maintain relationships in your family life, you're probably also not doing that great at creating or maintaining relationships in your workspace. So Jeff, where do you think we go with this today? So you talk about, you know, our our financial
1: wealth, our Mm. our, you know, that's one part of life. But then we think about relationships. And when the two are in conflict with each other, we're left with what's more important and recognizing not not just the family dynamic currently. So if we're, you know, we're married, we have kids, we're Mm. running our own business. We're supporting our families you know that's present but you didn't get to present day without having a history of family dynamic mm. and how does that play into your life and we talk about the word you know this family dynamics being cliche well for us as professionals possibly but maybe this is the first time that an average listener is just picking this mm. up and doesn't have any awareness of how the family dynamic growing up plays a
0: role in how he is showing up in today's world i love how you just how you just dropped that in front of me i i love that last sentence because you don't think about like that family relationship of the past right mm-hmm. because most of the time we're like okay i'm 18 or 25 or whatever it is when i move out of the house yeah. out of my my family of origin I'm leaving my family home and now it's all me. I get to make my decisions. I, you know, it's badass Adam time. (laughs) And I don't realize that I'm bringing all the baggage from home. Yeah.
1: We hear that, that phrase of, man, I'm starting as we get older and we're, we're parents. I'm starting to sound like my, my parents are like my mom or my dad. And it's like, where does that come from? Well, Mm -hmm. it, it really, it's not where it came from. It's, It never went anywhere. And how's Mm. it showing up in your life? And, you know, we think at 18, 25, whatever age it is, we get out on our own. But we are going to look at the world with the lens in which we grew up in, whether Mm. we want to believe it or not, whether we we have declared that we are not going to be the same as our parents, or we're not going to be the same as our caregivers, or we're going to give our kids and our family a better life than what we came from. So we, we declare that, but then over time, we start making the same mistakes. We start making the same choices. We start seeing life the same way. And so awareness is key in recognizing how the two are really, you know, just one and really figuring out a, a way to step out of that. Mm. Really developing a, a new way of looking at life and showing up to life that, you know, creates and, and not creates, but yeah, creates a pathway to your authentic self and, and how you show mm. up as a, as a man and care about people care, care about yourself. Here's the thing. When we talk about loving ourselves, like men are like, what love, uh, how about, okay, let, let's interchange love for, let's put respect, mm. respecting yourself to the utmost. So that way you can love and respect others, your wife, your neighbor, your community, your friends Mm. at church, you know, whoever is around your, your employees, your coworkers. If you don't have that same self-respect inside
0: Mm.
1: and you're not showing up for you, then how, how do you expect to show up for others? Yeah. You can do all these things and you can be, you can work hard, you can hustle, you can make this money. You can do, you know, look like a shite, a shiny bright object to people in the world. But if you go home, and you Mm. enter your house and you feel empty because the people that you care most about don't respect you because you know, you're not showing up in a respectful way Mm. because you don't have respect for yourself. What, where does that come from? And you know, a lot of times it's like, we we gotta go backwards to,
0: to really identify some of these things that are going on today. So I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here. This is a little different than what we've done. But so I listened to what you said, Jeff, and I'm wondering how do I do that? Because I I guess if I'm, if I'm making money, then I'm already leading my family. uh, You know, isn't, isn't that their happiness I'm providing for them? How, how don't they understand that I'm respecting them? Well, I mean, it's,
1: it's, it's as simple as looking at the countenance on their face. If Mm -hmm. if they're not happy when you come home, if they're not enjoying your presence, if they're not coming to you and trying to engage, what type of leadership are you really setting? Okay, that's one component that you're providing providing for their financial needs. That that there's nothing wrong with that, but in place of relationship, Mm -hmm. instead of relationship, what does relationship even look like to you? Is it Mm -hmm. do is it you know conditional? Do you have to get something out of it or is it unconditional? You know, when we we take these family pictures, do they have to force themselves to smile? Do they have to force themselves to make time to be around you? Are they waiting for you at home with their baseball and their baseball gloves so you guys can play catch in the backyard when you're done with work?
0: Are they looking forward to you coming home? Well, I guess that's a big one right there. Are they actually looking forward to when you get home? And it's one of those things where I, I don't think anyone who finds themselves in a relational dynamic when it comes to family, um, when you walk through the door and you realize people don't want you at home, it never feels good and doesn't matter how much uh, how many zeros or commas are in the bank account, right? Because you're miserable yeah. as well. Um, because the situation is they're dreading you coming home and you're dreading driving home. Exactly. And so exactly. be- before you even get there, there's already the tension. And then you're just waiting for the first excuse for conflict, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. they didn't say hi, or you snap when something, you know, when oh, there's a bill and you, you know, take care of it. You're here. Why, why is it my deal? Mm-hmm. Um, and so this goes back to sort of in that opening monologue that we did was the fact that your home is the the base for so many of the relationships we hold outside of it Mm -hmm. how you treat your wife how you treat your kids how you treat your roommates um is gonna directly reflect how you treat people in general i love how you reframed it from you know if love is a difficult word for you to conceptualize Mm -hmm. and switch it to respect Mm -hmm. well men we respect utmost right we
1: think about all the sports we played and you know how we show up into the world and that that's the that's the way we show love is by showing respect and it's really they're really interchangeable Mm -hmm. and so it's like okay how how am I respecting myself how am I respecting others you know when Mm -hmm. when when I am on that drive home like because we can go to work and kill it right and people are like oh they they may not like us but they're respecting Mm -hmm. us and they're showing like oh you're doing a great job you're providing for the company, you're leading us and we're all making money. Everybody's happy mm. when things are great, right? Every sports team, everybody's happy when they're winning.
0: Oh yeah. Second
1: they start losing and they start facing adversity, man, that's that's when we have to do some real soul searching, no different than when in the fam- we're in the family. Same thing, when your wife is upset with you, even though you do X, Y, and Z well, but she's, she's upset about this little situation or she's just hurt about the situation, How are, how are you receiving it? You know, are you connecting Mm. it to, let's say it's your wife. So that female, so this, are you connecting it to your mom when she used to get on you about this and that, Mm. even though you did everything else well, are you bringing that dynamic, that family relationship to this one? And are Mm. you, are you reacting in the same way as you did when you were six or seven?
0: Yeah. Well, and so then you're bringing in those emotional conflicts and traumas of the past, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about a little bit last week where, you know, what was modeled to me as a child is how I'm normally going to end up working with other children or with other people. And it's funny because you can look at your lifespan development. And again, some of the relationships you held when you were 20, uh, when you got around that age, when, you know, um, what I mean by that is you were. Let's say you had a a boss that was a formative influence in your life at 20 years old. What happens is um, we sometimes continue to act like we're 20 years old when we're 32 or we're 33 or whatever it is based off of the relationships of that person. We ended up respecting. I looked up to this person. So I believe that success is mirrored like this. And for some of you right now, you're going, well, Adam, that's not how I see it. That's not how I formulate it. I'm, I'm telling you, you might not sit down and say that sentence to yourself, but that is how you see success. Um, I remember one time uh, sitting down with, I had a client that was, uh, I think about, it was 11 or 12. And we got on, we got on the situation of success. And it was interesting to tell, tell how he formulated success, which was the fancy car. And Um, the big house and he was wrestling because his family didn't have any of that. And he was really mad, really upset, especially with his dad because he's not providing him with those things. There's a lot of conflict because even at 12 years old, this kid was internalizing what success was and recognizing who wasn't success. Mm -hmm. What we're doing at that point is if we didn't tackle this, if we didn't start uh, identifying healthier value structures, Mm -hmm that kid was going to grow up to be someone who, again, everything was going to be in my material possessions. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard, hard thing to follow because guess what? If you just bought a brand new iPhone, it's already obsolete. It's only been out five months, but hey, they already got a new one coming. And so all of a sudden we're chasing stuff that's unsustainable. You'll never Mm -hmm. be able to keep up with just material uh, possessions. And then on the flip side, none of the relationships you have are going to be meaningful.
1: Yeah. My question to you is like, where, where do you think he got that messaging from? Where did he get the idea that the house, the car, the money, like where does
0: that come from? Well, uh, <laughs> throw it back on me. I love it. So it was a lot of work. It ended up, it ended up switching from, oh, this this child has uh, you know, explosive anger to realizing that he wanted a better relationship with his dad. And that's where it moved. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we started end up doing family sessions. And where did it come from? It came from the things that that family seemed to value, which is uh, they had a lot of influence from outside people that this was the way of, you know, knowing that you made it in life. Um, And it's just important to realize that your kids are, your kids are sponges. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're sucking up everything that's around you. Mm-hmm. And so he was seeing the frustration in his dad's life. He was seeing the frustration in his mom's life. And he was just really frustrated with the whole fact that why don't we have the things that we value? And it changed once all of a sudden the family started to identify that there was unhealthy patterns in there. So I'm hitting you with the, the buzzwords here, but what are unhealthy patterns? Really? It was like saying like, whoa, what do we want to spend time together? What do we enjoy? What can we do as a family? Why don't we sit around and do that instead of glorifying and exalting something that currently isn't in our life right now and isn't going to be the source of our happiness at all, or even but, our exhausting ourselves to get there and
1: obtain those things? Right, and then so like even in the active daily struggle or mm-hmm. you know constant work to get there, we're missing the part where oh we're together, we're five people in the house. Are we five individuals only acting individually? Are we five individuals coming together for something bigger than ourselves?
0: Well, and then you have to also be, you have to pay attention uh, to the words that you use around your children and use around your family, because I don't want anyone to believe that you can't have moments where you feel distraught or you feel hopelessness, creep in for a second Mm -hmm. this isn't about being perfect okay Mm -hmm. there's going to be days doesn't matter who you are how much money's in your bank account how successful you are in the workplace you're going to have days where it's going to be hard to get out of bed the problem is when we start using absolutes and so this was something that this kid was also seeing was Mm -hmm. he was seeing his dad say that you know never going to be able to get a house never get the things that i want never like whatever it might've been. And as that was projected out in that family space, then the kids started internalizing that because if, if I'm watching my superhero who, you know, up to about 12, 13, dads are still superheroes for kids, especially for, for young boys. If there's a male presence in the home and he was just seeing like, Oh, wow. You know, essentially this kid's starting to conceptualize the systems rigged. I can't ever get out of it. I'm never going to be able to do anything. Um, and I'm not going to say that life is without adversity, mm-hmm. but I'm going to tell you that it, even today in the USA, the biggest thing uh, in the way of you being successful is still largely you. Yeah. I mean, sure, people love to chase distractions, that, whether it's which presidential administration's in, whichever taxes are here, um, politicking, whatever it might be. Yeah, there's, there's going to be unique challenges to whatever state you live in, wherever whatever field you're in, but largely your success is going to be determined off of whether or not you're going to be willing to get out of bed and you're going to be willing to respect people and build relationships with people and work together in a network or a community. That's the the baseline fundamentals for success. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you hear about people where they're just saying, well, just man up, well, that's fine what's the context of man up exactly what like, okay. So I'm going to go outside and just start being a dick to everyone. And all of a sudden that's going to make me more money because Mm -hmm. if you don't learn the finesse of relationships, you're going to, you're going to stumble into your workplace. You're going to man up. You're going to, you're going to compartmentalize yourself. You're going to turn into a jerk and then you're going to get fired Mm -hmm. because guess what? All of a sudden I alienated everyone who was willing to work with me. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden I pushed aside all the people that would have been assets to my success. And that's the way we got to start conceptualizing relationships without others. I don't go forward. Mm -hmm. This isn't the hunter gather society anymore. You're not going to go out there and just shoot a deer and drag it back to your cage. It's not (laughs) your cave. Cage. Wow, that was a Freudian <laughs> slip. But it, that's, that's not how it works. And so if we can't learn to enter the space and be able to hold relationship with unique and individual individuals, mm-hmm. uh, and I say unique again, another buzzword, the reason why I say is you need to be able to work through the spectrum of individuals that are out there. You should be able to hold relationships, whether it's personal or professional with individuals who their ideas and their value structures, maybe not don't about, don't, um, align with yours. Mm-hmm. That's completely fine. Actually, that's what you need. I'll never forget one, like one mentor I had a wickedly successful guy, easily, you know, a millionaire over and over again. He just keeps on building businesses, um, but he always used to tell me, Adam, Democrats, Republicans, Christians, Buddhists, uh, Muslims—they all buy stuff. Why would I ever alienate them? Like, and it really broke down to that fact of like, okay, you got to hold space for everyone. You can't just pick one. So that's mm-hmm. all I'm going for, and then alienate everyone else. Why? Because your brand won't have won't have um, a relatable and a relational aspect to it. People aren't going to want to to join in. Um, And you're going to struggle being able to ever keep anything. Because why, again, why would I ever create something and then alienate people who possibly want my help? Yeah. And,
1: uh, you know, getting back to doing these things, right? Mm -hmm. Being these things and connecting with family, connecting with Um, employers or employees and you know business partners all these things to be able to do that we got to get to the root of the issue Mm -hmm. us as an individual and how we show up like we do all these things we can try to figure out these strategies and and how to do this business plan that business plan and how to you know strategize of making community you know better Mm -hmm. connections with our family but if we don't really know who we are and how we're showing up to the world, then that's just going to continue to prompt us to be a doer and do, 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 to gain acceptance externally. So you, you talking about the, go back to that 12 year old little boy, the messaging that was told to him one way or the other, whether it's through social media, whether it's through his friends, whether, you know, through his, you know, community is that you need this, 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 and this to be happy. Mm-hmm. Well, you and I have worked with many men that have obtained just that, and guess what? They're not happy. Mm-mm. And so it's like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Our our reality today as men with wives and families and living community is that that messaging was not true. So what we believe to be true is not. So mm-hmm. then what what is it? What really is it at its core? How am I showing up today? How can I be happy Regardless of what I have or don't have, mm. how can I have a genuine sense of authenticity in, in who I am and how I'm making, com, you know, connections with family, with friends, with community? What does that look like? Am I just this shiny object to other people? But deep down inside, I just feel like a hollow shell of myself. Mm. And then, you know, okay, if that's where we're at, how did we get here? Mm. And that's where the fi- family the going back to the family dynamic is so important because, you know, I grew up in a, in a, a wealthy community, but we were mm. like the, the poor ones in the wealthy community. And so it, it was it was tough because my parents, had, you know, ended up losing their jobs. And then but they still we were still able to stay in the house. But nobody knew our real story. Right. And so my, we were driving. You know, my parents were driving cars that were old and, you know, but we lived in a wealthy area. And we had a great um, community school district, all that stuff. My, my parents definitely did their best to take care of us. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. They worked hard to do that. But in that here, I, I felt like an outsider in a community. I didn't feel like I belonged because everybody everybody else had money. Well, as I grow up, I, I recognize that the people that I hung around
0: mm-hmm.
1: didn't have the money. And so it's like, we will just naturally gravitate towards those people that we align with. And uh, all my buddies, like there was like five of us, it, the ironic thing is we all, uh, I think we were all the oldest within our families. I'm thinking about it right now. We were all the oldest males. We only
0: had sisters, no brothers. <laughs> Like, are you kidding me?
1: How did that happen?
0: Had, you guys had to pack up. You were like, yeah. no one gets me. <laughs> but, but
1: subcon, sub, exactly, subconsciously, right? Mm-hmm. We packed up. We didn't even have the 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 awareness of knowing that that's what happened. Mm. That was in our subconscious. We were all the oldest, except for one. We were all the oldest, but we were we were the only males in our family. We, our siblings were all female. But it's it's just, that's just a tiny part of. How the family dynamic plays a role in who we are today, the messaging of what we're growing up, whether it's our 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 family told us, mentors told us, community told us, friends told us. And then are we do we still hang on to that messaging? And then even the messaging of today, like is that even you know, compiling on and just adding to the difficulties of what's going on internally?
0: Mm. And so because I, I can I can just feel it in someone's headspace when they listen to this, they're going to be like, well, so what's the answer? And the answer is yes, that that mm-hmm. family relationship, it, it leaves the home. It moves on to your friends. And it, it, it's funny because I was sitting here sort of thinking about it when you were talking that way. And I, I have one friend's group. That's very much, we sort of are banded together by the fact of our upbringings and the adversities we felt in life and the value structures of our life. Mm -hmm. And so this is where, okay, Adam, Jeff, why did you even start this podcast on, on this topic today? It's because I want you to enter that space of awareness and realizing that you may have moved out of your family home. You, You may have your own apartment, your own house, you're doing your own deal, but have you truly left that value structure? And that's something that, you have to determine for yourself because again, if you grew up in a, ha- a healthy health house- household and you feel like the value structure is healthy, something that's sustainable, then keep going with it and you're probably yeah. doing really well with it. Yeah. But for those of us who want something different for those of us that, that left the home, because we said, I can't survive in that. Yeah. We need to be very intentional again and deliberate in, in how we hold ourselves uh, in that relational space with other people. All what right. i
1: found can i just pause you real quick
0: that, that was powerful
1: because what i found is that people that move out of that space of i can't survive in it if if they don't have this awareness that we're talking about they actually recreate it and it it's just like oh my goodness you, you left this because you knew you couldn't survive in it but then you recreated it because not that you wanted to is it, it it's almost this sense of comfort level and you know uh, accept acceptance level of life that you recognize okay mm-hmm. this, is, this is as good as it's gonna get. This is as good as I'm gonna get. this is all I've ever known. this is all I'm ever gonna create.
0: And then well so oh. let me jump in there really quick because yeah. I also uh, if you've ever done work with me, you know that I love metaphors and I love visualizations and so this is this is what I get. Recently, as people may know on the podcast, I moved up, moved into to Tennessee. So when you move, I'm physically going to get out of this house. I'm going to move to something else. What do we do? We start packing up and getting ready for moving. What happens is in this relational context, we say, you know what? I'm out of this house. This house is poison. It's toxic. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. But imagine for me a second, because when you pack things up, you start putting in boxes, things I'm going I'm to keep, things I'm going to throw away. But imagine now that you pack everything up, and you take a box with you, that's the toxicity from that house. And it's all the stuff that you're like, why well, didn't want this? How did how did this get here? Mm. Doesn't matter you you didn't, you weren't willing to recognize at that moment, you may have yeah. not even known that it existed of this box full of trash of, mm-hmm. of the security blanket that is soiled. Right. Mm. And so all of a sudden, we moved. We move to this next place. We start unpacking stuff. And it's like walking around in our mental space and going, Where where the hell did this come from? I thought I left this at home. No, I brought stuff with me because, like what you were saying, Jeff, we're always looking for security, even yeah. when life has been chaos. Yeah. And some of you might be like, Adam, my whole life has been chaos. Yes. I'm not going to say that you've had, uh, you haven't had absolute adversity. You haven't had struggle, but even when you were running from dumpster fire to dumpster fire and, Mm -hmm. and you felt like your life was just survival, you were Mm -hmm. searching for security. Mm -hmm. And many a times we can identify in our own life that what we found to be safe was very much hurtful at the same time, because we looked for that past relationship. Maybe I was looking for that that father figure to mentor me. And I I ended up linking up with someone who was not worth Mm -hmm. uh, having as a mentor, but I was searching Mm -hmm. for something, something that mirrored my previous existence. Mm -hmm. And so this is why we're, we're chipping away at this block today is because if we don't have this conversation, if we don't sort of stir this emotion, Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. have a very difficult time creating a healthy family dynamic. Because I just want you guys to be walking around and when you have something hit you, when it lands a different way, um, I want you to think, wait a second, is this my voice? Is this my values or is this someone else's values? Is this someone else's voice? Mm-hmm. Because we're learning how to, even at, I could say 33, moved across the country, nowhere near my family home. I am still wrestling with whose voice is making my decisions. Is it my own? Is it my dad's? Is it my mom's? You know, because guess what? I might have fundamentally different principles than my family of origin. Mm -hmm. And I need to make sure that whoever's making the decisions, it's an informed voice that's, that's looking out for my best interests. Yeah.
1: An informed and an empowered voice that mm. speaks to the values and the authenticity in which you want to show up because there there's great things that our parents have provided right great characteristics Absolutely. great values great love and that there, there are also other on the other side that that maybe we don't want to carry on but mm. if we don't want to carry those on then we have to we really have to reconcile forgive let go Mm. the the hurt and the pain that may have come and been a result of to free ourselves the the ability to take on new ways of living so we have to make we have to make space if we don't make space so we we got to clear out right so that box we can't take that box well we could take the box but how about this we get to tennessee recognize it's there unpack it you Mm -hmm. know and if if we want to maintain the box well, we take away but we got to replace with something so we take away an unhealthy way of looking at life or experiencing life and we put something in that will help us grow in our authentic selves so that we, we can be we can courage, courageously show up to the world i, I think that for myself speaking I, I fall short in that courageous living Mm. I think maybe from the outside looking in, oh, like, yeah, he's pretty courageous. He's making videos. He's doing these things. You know, Mm. he's putting himself out there, you know, but that has um, come with time and, you know, just stepping into and starting Mm -hmm. to believe that, okay, I'm helping people because I'm going to be honest with you, Adam. When I first started doing videos, I would look at the way I speak and I would be critical Mm -hmm. of myself. And I'm like, I stutter a lot. And I'm like, hey, that's, that's what makes me me. If people are going to accept me that way, like, that's me. I'm not going to try to turn into and morph myself into this person or that way of speaking that, you know, there's individuals that mm. I admire in our field and, you know, mentors that I've had that I'm like, oh, I want to, I want to take some of them, their ideas and, and, you know, incorporate them into my life. But I still have to show up and be me. Like the way I speak, that's me. Like I'm not taking that away.
0: And then, so I hope for everyone listening that just heard what Jeff had to say, I don't want you to dismiss the power that Jeff was actually sharing with his family when he's breaking down this idea, because as he learned to accept himself greater, Mm -hmm. then guess what? It opens up a space within that family dynamic where I know he had, he had sons, he has daughters, he has a wife that then they're also seeing this hold it if i'm accepting myself mm-hmm. and i'm allowing me to be me then all of a sudden other people don't feel like they have to put a mask on when i'm at home and this is that that fight because if i'm putting on a mask to do, go outside to do do my job and then i'm coming home then people are wondering which which dad do they get which jeff do they get yeah and like, oh wait a second, is this going to be the one that tells me to compartmentalize, to suck it up, to tough it out, to just you know do it? Well, <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. like Sh- Shia LaBeouf in that, just do it. No, but anyways, that's great. No, keep going. But that, but that's that's a compartmentalizing. That's not that's going to be that box. It's going to be the ugly box that you open up. But when I open up and I say, you know what, I'm going to be me. I'm going to actually embrace the fact that I am unique and I have a right to be here and a place to be here because people I know have been impacted by Jeff. I'm going to just say it because Mm -hmm. I've seen it. And Mm -hmm. if, if Jeff decided to just hide himself, then all of a sudden you wouldn't be here to be helpful. Um, And we would just be passing on those, those family relationships, those negative aspects of them. And if
1: I can be quite honest with you, like that, that does come up in me like to hide Mm. because that being vulnerable is not easy and it's a daily process, right? We get more comfortable as we extend ourselves. And then we recognize, Oh, I can actually, I can do that. And I can extend myself more and I can push myself more, but you know, I'm going to be honest. There's some days that I'm like, whoa, hiding sounds like a really good idea. And it, it my animal brain wants to protect me, right? The amygdala yeah. wants to protect me and keep me safe and not, not stress me out too much. Because mm. the, 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 You know, when my cortisol level, it, I mean, I'm not going to get into the brain science, but it's one of those things where I just want to be safe. Absolutely. And I just want to be comforted in my own skin. And there's some days that, that are easier than others. Mm. But the, the goal is to always expand myself. Mm. We as professionals are always expanding ourselves so we can help our clients expand because if we're not growing and we're not always healing, how can we expect them to, right? And it's not not that we have to, we want to. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's plenty of clinicians out there that have not healed from past stuff. They, they either choose to keep it or they, they, they choose to heal from it. That's up yeah. to them. Right, and so what I what what I tell clients is like you know find a therapist that says yeah I'm open to therapy myself like always be available to grow and heal I'm always looking um, for ways to grow and heal I mean it's not daily but when I see something in my life that's like ooh that mm, that doesn't feel comfortable and I know you as a listener know what we're talking about that drive home is like oh my God yes that. I can't connect with my kids because they don't even know who I am or I don't know who they are. They're always on their iPads. They're always on their phones. They're always playing video games. They're always doing something. They're always doing gymnastics. They're always ice skating. They're always whatever it is, whatever all these things you have your kids in, where's the authentic connection. You're always going from point A to point B, but there's no downtime where you guys can go out, for a nature hike or you can go spend time at the park playing on the swing set you know whatever that looks like for you
0: or there's no ability for that kid to just walk into your bedroom and talk oh my goodness come on So because seriously i think one of the best things you can do as a leader is to let those around you know that you are continually a work in progress and that transitions to whether we're husbands wives uh, you know mothers or fathers you know because what you just brought up there was we love distractions we love distractions because oh. we, we end up not needing to process the, mm-hmm. the information that's in front of me yep. so we run to gymnastics we run to baseball we run to you know ap courses whatever it might yeah. be yeah. um but when you're on your way home and you're driving home and you're like well why doesn't my wife bring this up with me? Or why doesn't my kid bring this up with me? Are you actually, have you created the space for them to do so? Have they been able to stumble into your office and say, you know, dad, I got to talk. And have you said, have you, have you literally put the phone down? Have you literally paused the computer? Mm-hmm. Have you turned and said, what's going on? Or did you say I'm busy right now? Um, you know, or whatever, I'm on the phone. And it's easy Again, I'm not going to slight anyone who's done it because, again, we're works in progress. We're going to have these failures to turn towards our families. Yeah. But the the component we got to focus on is a repair. So you can snap. You yeah. can have a bad day. That's not. We're not saying to be perfect because you won't be, mm-hmm. right? But it's when you go, okay, give me 30 minutes. Give me 30 minutes and that kid knows in 30 minutes you're going to seek him or her out. I'm gonna find you. We're gonna sit down. Me and this call, we'll do it. Hope. Wait a second. I don't need to write the email. Let me turn towards. Or how That's about right. when your how about when your wife walks in and says, "Can we talk?" Do you go, "Fuck," <laughs> or do you, or are you like, "What's going on?" Yeah. What? What's like? The way that we do that determines really how much we were a leader. I loved it. There was a quote that I read in a book once that. um, A king never has to tell other people he's a king, for if he has to, he is not a king. The Mm -hmm. same is for leadership. If you have to tell people I'm a leader, probably not leading very many people. No. Because it's something that we do through the relationships we hold Mm -hmm. and through how we treat other people. And there's a cognitive interweave to go to in that, which is, it might be very difficult for you to sit down and have conversations that are vulnerable, that are deep with our spouses, with our kids, because we didn't have that modeled to us. Maybe when we went to our dads, our dad snapped. I'm busy. Can't you see God? It's always problems, whatever it might be, you know, and all of a sudden we get this shame. um, Mm. We get embarrassment. All of a sudden that's how we start contextualizing these experiences of connection. Mm-hmm. I never was maybe taught to turn towards people, to trust people mm-hmm. with my vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Because again, a teenager or a child doesn't come to a parent looking for comfort, looking for um, for knowledge at the perfect times. They're going to come when they have the question. Yeah. And the question I guarantee you is going to be in a wrong time. you're going to be busy. You're going to be finishing dinner. You're going to be painting the house. You're going to be fixing the car. It's going to be whatever it's going to be. And they're going to come to you. And what I can tell you is guess what paint holds for a day. Guess what? Brake pads don't have to go on in an hour. Guess what? Dinner can be late or burnt, Mm -hmm. but how you interact with that child or with your wife or with your husband or whoever's around you, when they come to you in that moment is going to dictate Mm -hmm. Where that relationship's going to go for the rest of your duration together mm-hmm. and even if you can't do it in that
1: moment let them know you will make time later that day to connect with them like Absolutely. we can be we can be flexible in these relationships we we can be flexible in our situations but the, the most important thing is that you are available and it when you're available you really know what you're bringing to the table and i, I think a lot of these things is recognizing all the good things you really do bring to this world what Absolutely. You, what makes you you what makes you a great leader at at home you know that you're getting back to that reference of the king cuz he knows who he is
0: mm-hmm. he knows who
1: he is like you said he doesn't have to tell everybody what he is he doesn't have to show everybody what he is he doesn't he doesn't need the crown he doesn't need all that people just know he's the king and it, it it's it gets back to you as a husband you as a father you don't have to Give these titles. You don't no. need the titles. Titles don't mean anything. They don't mean anything until you show up and give them meaning. Mm-hmm. You are the ones. Who, you are the one who who dictates what the meaning of that title is. I'm a dad. People, my boys, all like, yeah. He was this way in the beginning of my life, and he's this way now, and he's continuously he's continuously growing. Into the man that I've been called to be, and that that's what I want model for them, and I want to give them the space to come and have conversation. My my boys are you know adults now, and the relationship is it's amazing. Even with my daughters, it's it's amazing that Mm. I have these relationships and we have these conversations but I've made myself available to have them. They can call me, they can text me, they can, you know, whatever it is, we can talk about it. Mm. I, th- these, are, these are now, in my opinion, friendships. Yeah, That's, that's what they are. They're, they're friendships and I love them and I tell them there's some things that I'm like, oh no, maybe you should go talk to somebody else about this or that. I recognize the limits I, I have with the quote unquote title, but also I'm, I'm just available. If they really, if mm. I'm really the one they want to talk to, I, I don't, I, I don't turn them away all the time. Now I'm just, I'm available to listen to them and hold that space, hold that space for
0: myself, hold that space for them. Well, and again, it's, it's sitting in that spectrum where Jeff, you have brought it up, excuse me, you've brought it up before where, you know, this is where I started my journey and this is where I am now. Yeah. And when our kids and people in our lives can see, wow, I can see how unhappy that person was. Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. this in this corner and i can see where this person is now and that he still struggles with things yeah but there's a spectrum there because all of a sudden it doesn't look like it's impossible because dad did it because jeff did it because and you know that that's what's the crazy aspect of this is a lot of times we feel that the work that doesn't get called out that we don't get a job performance review Mm -hmm. on uh goes unnoticed and it absolutely doesn't because we can we can uh pull out the examples in our own lives whether it was that just completely miserable person we worked with Mm. that was just he he just he was a boat anchor to whatever group project we were on yes or you see or you see the individual that you know what happened to Rob or whatever it was like, yeah. because he started out a miserable bastard. And now guess yeah. what? We like him. Yeah. And then you find out like, Oh dude, I will. I unpacked this. I wrestled with, you know, a death in the family. And I started actually working through what my feelings were. And I realized I wasn't living my life in the right direction. And that's really the takeaway of today's podcast is again, th- this doesn't have to be something separate who you are today and what you do can be just as happy as a person within the family context and the family dynamic. Mm -hmm. And it's really these social narratives that have come in that, you know, men or women or parents are supposed to be miserable the whole time their kids are around. You know, I, I just, I was a mechanic once, so I've heard all this good stuff of like, Oh, you know, um, a pregnancy test is the only test that you've. Uh, your life is going to suck for 18 years, like so. Mm. I mean, these are these are jokes, but they're not jokes because yeah. we start repeating them and we start believing in them mm. in small aspects. Where all of a sudden, you know, I'm supposed to be miserable because I got you know three kids under six at home. My life's just supposed to suck. No, I'm I'm not going to say it's going to be easy. Sure, right. you got you right. have. You definitely have little terrorists in the house, (laughs) but, but let's be, let's be honest. You can find ways to steal joy back in those moments, you know? And Mm -hmm. and if we're not looking for that, if we're not looking for the sunshine um, amongst uh, you know, the problems, we're going to end up again, creating not only just children and people, but creating this space that's just miserable to exist in. And so that's why family dynamics is a big thing because who you are when you come home is going to dictate the home life you have. Mm -hmm. So if you come in and you're an overly self-critical, overly negative person in the atmosphere, you cannot turn around and just blame it on your wife or your husband or the kids and be like, Oh my God, this place is so miserable being. You want to know why? Because you're the only one walking in and just spreading hate Mm. and, and, and bringing in, darkness in this thing you know that that
1: energy is heavy and everybody feels it everybody feels it
0: the second you walk in Mm. i mean that's the thing when when your kids and i think the easiest way to conceptualize this just to end it move on because i know we're close to that 40 minutes is uh i remember my my friend um justin i miss him a ton because he's back in california but He was like, dude, my kid, and his kid's like two, I think now, but his son goes absolutely nuts when he hears the garage door because he knows that that's daddy, right? Mm -hmm. And running down the hallways and the best you can it too, but, you know, stumble running down the hallway to see dad. And I remember sitting there with Justin, I'm getting a little emotional at the moment because he's like, man, how do I make sure that never, that never ends? And I thought that it took an immediate, it it takes an unbelievable amount of courage to have that conversation with yourself that I want to, I want to make sure that when that garage door opens, they run to me because they think that it's safe and they feel secure and they feel supported. And, uh, this is where, again, we have to create space for ourselves that we're going to have days that we're going to fail. There's going to be days that we're not the best dad in the world or the best mom or whatever it might be. Um, And that doesn't mean that we stop what we do. But if you're thinking about, I want to make sure when I call my kids and my kids see dad on my phone, that they don't go, oh, they go, Mm. they go, oh, my dad's calling. Give me a second. Wow. And I think once we start contextualizing these small moments, all of a sudden, you don't realize a bleed through because it's gonna be the same thing with a coworker. It's gonna be the same thing with a a best friend. When that phone rings, when that email hits, what's it going to be? Is it, Oh, how can I help this person? Or is it going to be like, Oh crap, this person's just going to crap on me the entire time. Mm -hmm. But this is where we're going with it. Yeah. You know, give your family, your significant other, your children a reason to look forward to spending their next, the next bit of time they have with you. And if you start building and laying the seeds for that, I I truly, uh, I'm continually uh, encouraged by watching people go, wow, I didn't realize it was that easy. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that once I started making sure that people were blessed by my presence, Mm -hmm. that all of a sudden relationships improved.
1: I think the key to that is believing that you could be a blessing to the people around you. Absolutely. it, it, it may have started a long time ago that you didn't believe, mm. but, but doing the work today that will uncover all the goodness that's inside of you. Yeah. All the love that's inside of you, all the relationship possibilities that's inside of you. You'll start to believe it. And then you'll start to put yourself around like-minded men that value family, that value relationship, that value people. And then all of a sudden the transformation just starts. It's, it's a radical transformation that is a process to get to, right? This this radical, tra- we're always working to be radically transformed, but it's a process mm. in the day-to-day really being aware of where we came from, yep. what we're still hanging on to and learning to let go and replace it with more hope, more grace, more mm-hmm. love, more respect
0: Mm. and
1: showing up in that every day. Well, sir, I think you brought it this week. Uh,
0: This is, this is some
1: fire. I I just, man, uh, you know, we've talked about this many times Mm -hmm. about this podcast about our hearts for men and really just giving them a space to to feel. And I, 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 I think about, you know, one-on-one with men, is mm-hmm. so much different. And I think we have this opportunity through the podcast to one-on-one with men. Cause it, it, it just, there's, there's no wall there. Mm-hmm. Right. When, when we're one-on-one there, there's, there's a lot more vulnerability, but when we have, you know, five or six, five or six guys in the mechanic shop, or, you know, <laughs> you know, wherever at the park, playing yep. mall, we're not going to get deep. We're not going to ask these questions. We're we going to talk about work. We're going to talk about, you know, uh, politics we're going to talk about you know stuff on the surface level it's just the truth and so Mm -hmm. this is a space for everybody to be able to to show up and and ask the deeper question to create the awareness so they can live in their authentic self Mm -hmm. and really at their core knowing that they're showing up as as
0: who they want to show up as absolutely good stuff Oh, man. Well, as always, to our listeners and our followers, whether it's on YouTube or it's across any of the pod uh, podcast platforms, thank you for tuning in. We do appreciate it. And we see the views Um, as always. If you want to leave and drop us a comment, do it. So on our YouTube channel, Um, our email that we have is Southern Connection TN at gmail.com. Um so it's sort of like Southern Connection uh Tennessee, but it's Tn at gmail.com. It was what they had available. It's not because I'm cutting Jeff out at any point in time. <laughs> well, um <laughs> we know but the, the truth is I'm gonna be in Tennessee pretty soon. So that's there the you truth go. of the matter. So drop us an email, um, say, Hey, you know what? I'm wrestling with this. Can you guys continue to pull this apart? Cause really what we're going with is we're trying to be, um, equally vulnerable with you all. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff and I sit down a lot and we say, Hey, what's this podcast going to be? And uh, we go from like sort of what the fire in our gut is, whether it's in our personal lives, it's what we're dealing with with coaching or counseling, uh, clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and we roll with whatever that fire is for the week. Um, but really this is coming down to the realization that through vulnerability is when the greatest leadership is created. Mm. Um, You cannot lead people without being able to be empathic with people, without being able to put yourself in their position and realize what their needs are and how they need them met. And when you allow a, a person to feel heard, you build an unbelievable bond and connection on what that person will potentially be able to do for themselves and others. Um, And so that's what we do. Well, again, thank you. If you're on your drive home uh, or you're driving to work, continue being safe. uh, 10 and two and and have the (laughs) seatbelt on. So we appreciate you guys greatly and we look forward to the next one uh we i feel like we're finally getting into a routine which is probably my fault but we're finally in no it's nobody's fault it's all our it's that's life adam we're,
1: <laughs> that's just life we're gonna keep going True. baby we're gonna keep going
0: but always thank you guys for what you do and we look forward to the next one we drop with you guys all right God bless you guys see you guys Bye bye